What's up, guys? Welcome to the Pure Worship Podcast, where our number one passion is helping you grow in your walk with God. I'm your host, Jeff Dio, and my mission in life is to do whatever I can to help you develop an authentic friendship with your Father in Heaven. That's right, to know Him and make Him known, these are the two most important things in life. There's no question, spending time alone with God every day is going to improve every area of your life, including your family, your finances, your job, and without a doubt, your eternity. So make plans to hang with us every Tuesday as we grow together in our ability to engage with God in our everyday lives. Today on the Pure Worship Podcast, Josh and I unleash the stun gun as we discuss the shocking possibility of fake religious connections in a podcast we're calling Counterfeit Encounters. Astonishingly, the Bible unveils example after example of ways in which the Israelites continually sought encounters with anything and everything under the sun, everything except God. And we do the same thing. It's like we just can't get past the idea that God is invisible. And so we, like they, continually pursue substitutionary items to worship, things we can see and touch and feel, you know, idols. Yeah, God continually warned them not to do this, not because he's a baby and can't handle it, but because he knows what this type of behavior does to those he loves so much. It simply calluses our hearts toward the truth and numbs them toward real relational connection with him. In the end, it's us who can't handle it. Yet sadly, we roll our eyes at those poor old Israelites never seeing the obvious connection between their behaviors and our own. It's true, we aren't as prone to setting up idols of the silver and gold kind, but we still chase every possible thing besides God, looking for fleeting satisfaction within our souls. And we too find ourselves embracing one false encounter after another. A couple things to expect. I discussed the word encounter and how we can't, because of odd people who abuse it, let it turn us off to the idea of real God connections. And Josh wonders aloud if we might miss the Holy Spirit sometimes, even if he was wearing a red top hat. All right, so let's pray and we'll get started. Dear God, Our heart's desire is to walk in real fellowship with you. But we recognize that this isn't as easy as it might seem. There are so many distractions and so many challenges with seeking an invisible spiritual God in a very visible, physical world. Please, God, help us open our minds to see that you are all we need. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's kick it into gear as we speed into today's Pure Worship podcast entitled Counterfeit Encounters. All right, Josh, what's happening, man? How you doing today? Yo, yo, what's happening, man? (laughs) What are you a gangster? You know what I mean? No, I'm saying. Are you a gangster? Look, I'm just hanging out. You know what I mean? Okay. I don't know what I'm sounding less like a gangster now. (laughs) It's it's like (laughs) I don't know if that's on me or if that's on you. Maybe it's just on me. It's like a wannabe. Not being able to recognize. What it is. I'm saying, I'm saying, Jeff. Yeah. Oh, you're more like a chill gangster. Yeah, I'm coming like a chill gangster with a little bit of Lewis Lisp going on here. Yeah, man. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. Take two. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, how you doing there, Josh? Great to see you on this fine day. Great to see you, Jeff. 
Oh, man. We have a little bit too much fun doing this podcast. We do. But we I really think do. that's, uh, you know, I mean, going way back to last year, and we actually started this thing. Way back. Uh, like uh, 36 or 7 episodes ago. You know? <laughs> that many, huh? That many. Uh, we got a lot of talking. Wow. A lot of hot air going That's on here. a lot here. of hot air. Uh, but going way back to those days, I mean, you know, that was kind of the, the thought behind this. I remember thinking about, you know, uh, okay, so I had the book, Awakening Pure Worship. Mm-hmm. And like, man, I really want to find a way to get... Because I really wanted people to read the book. I mean, mm-hmm. I know that's kind of crazy that you write a book and you would like people to actually read it. But that's what my thought was. Um, but I know that there's a barrier there, you mm-hmm. know, like, okay, another book, you know, I got a million books. In fact, if you look over at my desk, there's like 25 books over there that mm. I need to read. Yeah. And I just, even I haven't got them all read yet. So, uh, but I was trying to figure out, is there a way to get maybe a little bit to people so that they could experience some of the book. Mm-hmm. Cause again, to me, the point was not for them to read my book. Like I want them to read my book and think I'm great. Like the point was, I truly believe this. And I have prayed this so many times in this basement. Uh, I see one of my books sitting over on the piano over there and I'm like, Lord, that is your book. That is not my book. Everything that you have put in there is from you. It's mm-hmm. me being obedient, just like a prophet to speak your word. Mm-hmm. I believe that all the stuff that he's put in there, he's been teaching me. Yes. And he's in, in fact, it's my responsibility mm-hmm. to bring this information to people. Yeah. So, uh, and then I constantly will say, well, Lord, I give this to you. So it's not my responsibility to get it to the masses. I'm going to do everything that I can Mm -hmm. to do that, but it is your message. And so as long as I'm making it available, I'm speaking it out. I'm being a true prophet, a true messenger. Can I say it that way? Mm -hmm. I'm the messenger. Uh, It's not my message. I didn't create it. I didn't make it up. I just got it from the word and from the spirit of God. And so in part of a desire to get this to people in maybe smaller bite-sized chunks. Yeah. Um, I feel like the spirit of God was leading me to connect with you. Yes. So I was like, man, dude, we could, I could do this podcast, but I did not enjoy the idea of sitting and like sitting there imagining myself talking to myself for 30 <laughs> to 40 minutes. You know, that is just not fun. But then I thought, and I'm sure that was the leading of the Holy spirit, but if I got to sit and just chat like me and Josh just hanging out. Mm-hmm. We just hit record and we're just talking about God stuff. See what majesty flows from our lips. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You just ruined the whole the humility the thing, attitude. you know, the humble attitude. No. Well, how was it when you recorded the audio version of Awakening Pure Worship? I mean, was that kind of weird? It was a little weird, but um, it wasn't a conversation. It was just yeah. me reading. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Right. So, I, I so. mean, though, as I do say on the back of the book, the book is kind of like a conversation. In fact, I actually say it's kind of like sitting down and having coffee with me. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. But it's it's meant to be a little bit more conversational in the way that you I know what I do. I'd, I'd take a cardboard cutout of you, Jeff, and I'd have your beard and your red glasses and everything and your s- loafers and your sweat <laughs> sweatshirt, and I'd have a cup of coffee. But you know what it would be? What would it be? It would be a counterfeit encounter. Oh, oh my god! Sure would. I get it now. Which is the title of today's episode, oh ladies and gentlemen. Word. We're talking about counterfeit encounters. You get that? What a stupid. No, so okay. you had a cardboard cutout, mm-hmm. pretending like you were actually hanging out with me, with the voice from the audio right. book, 
It feels like it's me. It looks like it's me, but it's not actually me. Homie, it ain't you. Oh man, it ain't crazy. you. So it kind so this title, man, it kind of caught me off guard a little bit when I was kind of going through you know, down, different man. topics you wanted to talk about. It was like counterfeit encounters. What the heck is this? That's kind of negative. Well, negative Nancy, you well, know. Come on, but then as I kind of got into it, I. I'm actually really, I'm probably the most excited about this one because I go. feel like the Lord wants to really breathe some kind of cool revelation about this. Yeah. So I don't know what, what, what kind of stirred up in you the idea of even wanting to talk about this? Well, let's start. I mean, the struggle here is I feel like there are some things that we do ah, and we'll get into it, but that keep us from having a real encounter, Yeah. which is what we want. I mean, that's really what we want. But before we even get into that, I got to be honest, I got to confess that the even the word encounter kind of freaked <laughs> yeah. me out growing up. I mean, like, oh my god, what? You know, like that's that that's weird. People that you we're gonna have an encounter. Like, what do you mean, man? Close um, encounters. It's in a third close kind. encounter <laughs> of the god kind. You know, I mean, I don't know. I honestly like that. That word seemed like it came from the camp of the people who are doing weird things. Yeah. Um. And so now I've, I understand better what that means. You know, like you and I are having an encounter today. Like right. We're here, we're in the flesh, we're hanging out, we're talking, we're engaging with each other. We're not just talking. Like I don't just say something and then you say something that's totally unrelated. Yep. And I say something that's totally unrelated. We're feeding off of each other. Like right. we have our notes here, things that we want to say, but then there are things that I say that go, Oh, that sparks something in you and you respond to it. And then you say something that sparks something in me. That's not in my notes. Yep. And I say something we're having an encounter here when we're engaged. Yes. And so that is the kind of thing that we want. What do you think of when you think of the word encounter? Well, I mean, honestly, as an evangelist, I encounter people all the time yeah. on the street. And it, it, it's it's funny when we do training, people always kind of cringe. You can, <laughs> until they get used to it, yep. the, the idea and the, the lingo, yeah. I think it does throw people for a loop for a, just a brief second until yeah. they kind of get our heart. And then they're like, oh, okay, encounter, which just means to engage people, to have yeah. a conversation, to have meaning and to, yep. to an exchange yeah. of one soul to another, that kind of a thing. So yeah. when we're talking about encounter, man, we're talking about engaging the Lord. Yep. And so there are these times where you can actually, you can encounter the one true God, but, yep. or you can also encounter these other things, other peripherals as you yep. call them. Yeah. Cause it feels like it's a little dangerous. Like, okay, if the goal is to have a real encounter, which I think everybody can can wrap their mind around that. Like, okay, we really want to be authentic. Like, yeah. I really want to connect with God. I don't want to pretend. I don't really want to go through the motions, all that stuff. I really want to walk away, whether it be a time in my secret place or a time at a gathering that you guys are doing, a worship gathering somewhere or at a church service. I don't want to walk away feeling like, you know what? I actually tried to have an encounter but I didn't, mm -hmm. you know, and I think probably sometimes we feel that way. But so the goal, if the goal is to have a real encounter, there's a couple of things that can happen. Number one, you could actually succeed in that. And that mm -hmm. is the goal. But then you could also um, have a couple other scenarios. One where you try to ha have an encounter and you know that you don't have an encounter. Mm -hmm. And that could be very frustrating, right? Mm -hmm. You kind of go, oh, I thought I was seeking God. I was trying, but I just feel like I didn't feel anything. I didn't really connect with God. Mm. And we could probably talk about that too. But then the other one would be where you thought that you had an encounter, but then 
the reality was you actually didn't, but you didn't know that. <laughs> Anybody confused yet? <laughs> It'll make sense. <laughs> but think about that, right? Like you, you went to church or you went to your secret place. You, <clears throat> you left that place believing that you had connected with God. Yeah. But from God's perspective, Oof. he's saying, well, actually we didn't connect, but you didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, who's... <sighs> I'm going to have to guess that that's happened to me sometimes mm-hmm. where I thought I encountered God or I thought that I engaged with him in relationship. I mean, maybe you, maybe you think about it in a, in a relational sense. Have you ever been with a family member mm-hmm. and you just didn't really connect? You walked, yeah. you walked away feeling like, you know, or maybe you thought you connected, but then they came back later and said they didn't feel like that you connected. Mm-hmm. Those types of things. You can have that. You can have this one way encounter where one person says, well, I felt like we connected and the other person says, well, I didn't feel that way. Uh, so at the end of the day, all we're trying to do is say, hey, mm-hmm. we don't want counterfeit encounters and we do want real encounters. Real deal. So what would be some things that might keep us from having a real encounter with God? And then what can we do to get rid of those things? Yeah. So... What's interesting and startling to me sometimes, man, about even a lot of American churches, and I can only talk about American churches because that's where I hang out. I work with all these different pastors and leaders, but it's just like sometimes when I go to a service, what I end up encountering is... I encounter a sweet worship team. Yeah. I encounter Super a, a, powerful, a powerful song. I encounter a message, but a lot of times um, I walk away feeling almost empty Sure. Because I'm like, I didn't, all this cool stuff was happening yeah. and I completely missed the Lord. My drummer man, Michael, he always said this to our church. He's, and this is, man, this is like a, a Holy ghost kind of church. Yeah. He said this, man, he said, we wouldn't, we wouldn't recognize the Holy spirit if he came in wearing a red top hat. Wow. <laughs> you talk about a slap. Oh, I'm like, word. God, don't let that be said yeah. of us. We, we yeah. help us be aware of your presence. Help well, us. And it's so, it, it is a real thing. Like some people might kind of be shaking their head going, Oh, come on. I mean, you guys are pushing it too far. Like, you know, we're going to church. We're loving God. How hard can it be? Right. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I think we, we struggle with this more than we think we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was actually leading worship. Part of the, the instigator behind this podcast is I remember years ago, and I do talk about this in the book, but years ago, uh, I was leading worship for a large youth convention and I felt like the Holy Spirit was teaching me in the middle of this moment. Hmm. And he was saying, you know, Jeff, there are people that walk into these events, church services, whatever, uh, worship settings. They walk in and they encounter or they engage with their favorite song, the talented artists on the stage. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Incredible. All that. Uh, they engage with the lights and the sound. Mm-hmm. Wow, this is incredible stage vibe happening, you know. Uh, and then they engage with the the feeling of the whole crowd together. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, this is amazing. You look around, there's thousands of people here. Mm-hmm. There's, you see them lifting their hands. You, you engage with just all these things. Sometimes I even go as far as to say, I think there are times when people engage with other people that are engaging with God. Come on, man. And see, so then what what happens, you can have this whole experience and it's like maybe a two hour Mm. thing, extravaganza, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you walk out having this kind of feeling like, wow, what a great time in God's presence. But is it possible that in engaging with a song instead of the person of God, 
with engaging with music instead of the one who created music. Yeah, man. That we're actually missing the relational aspect. I mean, that'd be like going on a date with my wife and connecting with the good movie that we saw and the good food that we ate, but never actually bearing my soul to her. Oh, no, you didn't. You better back that thing up and check that truth again. I'm telling you, this stuff can help you in your marriage and in your relationship with God. Some of us are so consumed by our phones and by social media that we've lost the ability to connect relationally, even with our spouses. Guys, can't you see it? This is exactly what the enemy wants. He wants you to be deeply connected with everyone and everything on the internet while being utterly disconnected connected with everyone and everything in real life. Seriously, when was the last time you lost an hour in God's presence instead of on Netflix? Come on, God is inviting you to the real, to the face-to-face encounters. But many of us are caught up in the fake. Okay, so we did it, but we still need your help. Yet our family killed that 10K run this past Saturday, each one finishing in under 68 minutes and some even under an hour. And of course, we are still asking you to join us as we work to raise money to build freshwater wells for people who have no access to clean water. Not everyone can run, we understand that, but everyone can give. And it's super easy. Just give online by checking out the link on my Instagram bio or on my recent Facebook posts. You can also watch the insane Facebook Live videos I recorded while running the 10K. All right, as we get back to the conversation, Josh reminds us that even the timeless symbols of Christianity can easily become idols. And I raise the warning, if you are generally upset over songs in your church, it could be a warning sign that you are seriously getting your priorities mixed up. So lock in tight with us as we jet back in to today's Pure Worship Podcast. Here's what's a trip to me, man, is that this this is not limited to certain denominations or, eth- you know, white sure. churches, black churches, yep. Hispanic churches. It, it, it's it's all the same. Uh, none of us are, are like immune to this kind of thing. I want to bring you, man, uh, and just for you guys are listening, I'm, I'm in Numbers 21. And this thing just really blew my mind when I, I kind of read it for the first time. Numbers 21, uh, verse 4, it says, Then they set out from Mount Hor, by the way, this is the Israelites, by the way of the Red Sea to bypass the land of Edom. But the people became impatient because of the journey, and the people spoke out against God and Moses. Hmm. Why have you led us up from Egypt to die in the wilderness? There is no bread or water and detest this wretched food. They're talking about the manna. Come (laughs) on. And then the Lord sent poisonous snakes among the people and they bit them so that the Israelites died. Come on. We got a crisis on our hands here. Wow. The people then came to Moses and said, we have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. Intercede with the Lord so that he will take the snakes away from us. Again, man, they're going to to Moses to have the encounter. He was always the go-between. They never just went to Uh, him themselves. Then Moses interceded for the people. He literally was the go-between. Look at verse 8. Which is not the way it's supposed to be anymore, right? It's not. God never wanted it. Absolutely. He is our high priest. He's the one who intercedes always for us. Verse 8. Then the Lord said to Moses, make a snake image Hmm. and mount it on a pole. 
And when, when anyone is bitten, looks at it, he will recover. And so Moses made a bronze snake and mounted it on a pole. And whoever, whenever someone was bitten and looked at the bronze snake, he recovered. Hmm. So, he, I mean, you got the American Red Cross or like the, the American Medical Association. Right. They got the, the, the rod with the snake. Right. To this day, it's a symbol of healing. Wow. What's a trip, Jeff, is the very thing that... that is so crazy. The, it's come that far. I know, right? <laughs> so the very thing that brought healing and wholeness to the Israelites yep. in the desert who were griping... Which God provided. Absolutely. It actually twisted man over a couple hundred years and it became an idol. Wow. And so sometimes, and I'm going to read, I'll just, I'll get into this in a second, but guys, sometimes your, if, if you come from a liturgical background, you can't, I can't even point at mainline churches and, and blame them for like, oh man, they just worship their liturgy or they right. have their set r- rituals or whatever. Because the bottom line is guys, I would venture to guess that almost every church in America has a liturgy. Yeah, whether Absolutely. I don't care what background you come out of. We have our own set of things. Yep, it's an order of service, a thing that we do every, every week. Oh man. And I sang this song back in 1983 mm-hmm. or I sang this song down in Pensacola back Back in 93 yep. and I encountered the Lord and guess what? We're still singing that song. Yep. Guess what? The very thing that brought you healing and wholeness. Yes. If you exalt that above Jesus, yep. it can actually become the idol that you're worshiping. Now here's the trip. Wow. I'll just jump right into this. This is second Kings 18 uh, and uh, verse, verse three, it says this Hezekiah, the King did what was right in the, the in the sight of the Lord, just as his ancestor David had done. He removed the high places, shattered all the sacred pillars, and cut down the Asherah poles. He broke into pieces the bronze snake. What? He so broke all this time, that thing was still there, you're saying? So For years and years and years and years. Yes. Kings later. Well, so they put it in the Ark of the Covenant. They were hauling this thing around as like some relic and as a remembrance. See, guys, th- there's a big difference between remembering yep. what God has done in the yes. past. But what God's done in the past will not launch you forward That's into the right. future of these encounters that he wants you to have. Now, listen, let me finish here. It says that he broke King Hezekiah broke the snake into pieces that Moses had made for the Israelites burned incense to it up until oh. that time. And he called it. Nehushtan. <laughs> so they even named this thing. Oh my so, word. You've been idolizing it this whole time. So the very thing that brought them healing. Yep. That God gave them even. God mandated. Yep. Hey, take Moses' staff, slap a bronze serpent on it. Yep. It'll bring him here. Jesus, if, if I'm lifted up, I'll draw home into himself. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the snake on yep. the pole. Yep. He's the one who brought healing to the nations. But yep. here's the deal. If you worship the thing no matter if it's the Lord's prayer, no yep. matter if it's, um, well, you mentioned the cross, even that you could actually worship the symbol of the absolutely. cross instead of the power of Jesus overcoming the cross. Absolutely. And so it doesn't matter, bro, what denominational slant you come from or, or yeah. your history. God is calling you into encounter now. Yes. And, and guys, I, for me, sorry to be talking so much here, Jeff, but for me, you're good, man. For me, uh, there came a time in my life growing up as a charismatic where I kind of got sick of my liturgy. Yeah. And so what's so weird yeah. is I, I started looking to mainline historic churches. Yep. This I is got, happening today, I even get, at North Century University. Totally. A lot of our students are doing this because you get tired of a certain thing. So you go to the other thing. And- so something that really brought a lot of healing in me 
was the idea of going to a Catholic mass mm-hmm. because what, and it was weird because so many people, oh man, that place is dead and they're right, idol worshipers right. or even Lutherans, you know, this kind of thing. So I got really into, uh, pursuing uh, the Roman Catholic church and also the Lutheran church because mm-hmm. I longed for these sacraments. I yep. longed to have an understanding of baptism, a deeper understanding of yep. communion, yep. Uh, these deeper, th- these things that so, but, and it was fresh to you. Fresh to me. But then I got buddies that are coming out of the Catholic church. They're right. like, man, it was all rituals. Right. And so guys. And the they whole, wanted what you had. Absolutely. The Pentecostal church or whatever. So the crazy thing is, is no matter what worship setting you're in, number one, the Holy Spirit's available to encounter him. I don't care yes. what church, but also yeah. these things can also cripple you from, yep. from moving forward in the encounter that the Lord wants to give you now. Yeah. So people have, we have to understand our natural tendency, right? Our natural tendency is to want to create an idol. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, look at it here. I mean, th- I found this in Deuteronomy chapter four. We're going all this old Testament stuff, but it helps us understand that God understands who we are and he's actually yeah. giving us warnings against these things. You're like, Oh, is this really that big of a deal? Yes, it is. Because if you are worshiping a song, mm-hmm. like if you are mad because they're not playing the songs that you want <laughs> you are doing the thing with the snake yeah, like yeah you are lifting up the song as the thing as opposed to allowing that song to take you to the one mm-hmm. right yes. so it says here in deuteronomy 4 15 through 20 this is god talking to the israelites he says but be very mm. careful Come okay on, this wow. is what we're saying because we don't want to have counterfeit encounters. We don't have real encounters. So God says, be very careful. You did not see the Lord's form on the day he spoke to you from the heart of the fire at Mount Sinai. Mm. So here's the thing. Do not corrupt yourselves by making an idol in any form, whether of a man or a woman, an animal on the ground, a bird in the sky, an animal, a small animal that scurries along the ground or a fish in the deepest sea. And when you look up into the sky and see the sun, moon and stars, all the forces of heaven, don't be seduced into worshiping them. Mm. The Lord, your God gave them to all the peoples of the earth. Wow. Okay, so you might think to yourself, I mean, come on, guys, I'm not going to go worship the sun. Mm-hmm. But see, that's the thing. The song is the sun. The artist, the talented artist that you love mm-hmm. so much, or you'd say, oh, I can't worship unless so-and-so fill in the name of famous you know, worship leader is leading. I can't worship unless they're leading. Or uh, in the, I got to have the, the atmosphere. I got to have it this way. Or some people go the opposite direction. Oh, if there's lights and smoke, I can't worship. You know, yeah. I can't do it because I got to have the raw. I got to have the real whatever. But you make your own liturgy, just mm-hmm. like Josh was saying. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you actually, what God was saying is your natural tendency is to try to create a form that you can worship. And he's saying, no, because you didn't see a form. Mm -hmm. So don't try to create a form that then you can worship in place of me. Mm -hmm. So God has always, man, from the beginning of time has created the avenue of the arts. Yes. To encounter, dude, Jeff, people, listen, I'm talking to Jeff Dio here. (laughs) If there is somebody who knows artistry and knows music and all this stuff, it's my buddy Jeff. All right. But, and, and that's the beauty is like, the Lord created the arts, music and painting and yep. sculpture and all these different things as the 
an avenue, a, yes. a, a major Creation avenue. itself even, which is the art of God. So the creator yes. teaches us how to create. And yes. that's why we have the music. And guys. And all those things are meant to point us to the creator. Totally. Not to be things in and of themselves. It's like this. The Catholic mass, man. The reason why they painted angels and scenarios of heaven. Yeah, beautiful and, pictures. And, and had and statues and all that. The original intent was for people to encounter the recreation of the book of revelation. That's mm. what it was intended for. You have the, the Greek Orthodox church who came up with these icons, yep. these beautiful paintings and mosaics. You know what they were used for? They were used as people looked at them, that they would encounter Messiah. Yep. Th that's what they were for. Wow. But then guess what happens guys over a couple <laughs> hundred years. Oh. Look, I know, I know some Roman Catholics who worship their statues. Sure. And they tried, and, and yeah. I know, I know some Lutherans who worship their cross and I, I yeah. know, yeah. I, or the crucifix. Like I, but I also know some, plenty of Pentecostals and charismatics yeah. who worship yeah. their experience. Their experience, right? So I'm just like, man, yeah. this is what we're talking about, guys. They worship Don't... emotions. Even yeah. go there, right? We, we go there. So you, you get into this place where, you know, you're trying to recreate. I mean, I, you know, you've been to some churches where you see people trying to replicate the experience from last time through a physical manifestation, you know, whether it's like a... Uh, ooh, or uh, oh, I feel oh, you know, tears. Or if I yeah. didn't cry this time like I did last time, <laughs> right? Then, and you're you're like literally turning those tears or those emotions into the thing, the thing instead of allowing that to be something that just is a response to the thing, yes, to the man. one, yes. right? Yes. And we end up chasing those things. I mean, we we've talked about this before on other podcasts, but emotions. Like if if you go to a service and you don't have the same emotion that you had last time, don't go out of there thinking, well, I didn't encounter God. God because I didn't have the same emotion. Don't chase the emotion. Chase the God who made the emotions. That's totally it. Maybe you'll have emotions. Maybe you won't. Likely you probably will of some sort if you have a true encounter with God. But don't chase that feeling. Yeah. Don't try to recreate something. Just seek him. Yes. Seek the person of God. So good, bro. You know, I um, I gathered a couple of quotes from uh, Awakening Pure Worship. And one of them was this. Our eyes should not be set on music but on the one who created music, yeah. right? So music, I like to say it this way. We were talking about this earlier. Music is a springboard. Don't worship the springboard though. Mm -hmm. Like use it to jump into his presence, Yeah. but don't just worship the springboard. Don't, you know, artists, I mean, praise God for talented singers. Mm -hmm. Praise God for beautiful songs. Praise God, even for lights and sound. I think all those things uh, can be used to bring glory to God. Praise God for the gathering of the saints and how beautiful it looks when we're all gathered together. But don't worship those things. Mm -hmm. Worship the one that we're gathered to be with, mm -hmm. right? That we're gathered mm -hmm. there for. And then that what we're saying is there is a natural temptation to fall into that pattern yeah. of worshiping the things that God created instead of the creator himself. To fall for the counterfeit yes. rather than the real deal. Exactly. That's our heart for you all, man, is we just want you to encounter the real one yes. true living God. And we God. want to encounter yeah, Absolutely. Him. We're yes. fighting together for this. We're fighting together yep. for you. So Josh and I are saying to you, this isn't like, hey, we've had all the real encounters and we want you to have. We're fighting together with you. We, we refuse to have 
to follow the same patterns that the Israelites did. And we're not downing them. We're saying we're actually like them in our natural state. Mm -hmm. But thank goodness for the spirit of God who comes on us that the Israelites did not have. Each one of them was not baptized in the Holy Spirit. So we have access to the spirit now in a way so that we can overcome our natural tendencies and become supernatural so that now we won't worship the things that God has created. We'll actually work. We can see those things. We'll be inspired by those things we'll look at the mountains and go wow and it will point us to the creator we'll look at the sunset and go wow we won't worship the sunset we'll worship the one who made the sunset you might even see like i said a talented artist or a talented leader or a talented writer or painter like josh mentioned but now we understand those things are meant to point us to God, not to be God themselves. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, Lord, we just give this all to you. Mm-hmm. We pray that you would help us. These are, are yeah. our most two, important two words, Lord, we're saying is help us. help us. We understand because you've revealed in your word that our natural tendency is to try to make some form of you to worship. Yeah. So we reject that in Jesus' name. We know that we can't see you, but that you are real and that you are powerful. And so we worship you. You as God, we want to have real encounters with you. Would you please, Lord, help us to do that? And we'll give you all praise and glory. I know that we can have confidence that you will help us because it's your desire as well. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, podcast family, we hope you've enjoyed this stirring episode of the Pure Worship Podcast entitled Counterfeit Encounters. My friends, don't be deceived. It doesn't matter which side of the Christianity coin you grew up on. If you identify with a more mainline denomination, there is real cause for concern as to whether or not you will attempt to deify the sacraments or the symbols of Christianity over relationship with God himself. But if you've grown up in a more charismatic or Pentecostal tradition, you may easily find yourself worshiping your emotions or the experience of Christianity over real fellowship and friendship with God. That's why we're doing this podcast, guys. We recognize through the many examples and stories in the scriptures, as well as through the challenges in our own lives, our tendency to attempt to find a substitute to sink our relational teeth into, constantly looking for something physical to grab onto that will keep us from having to believe in a God we can't see. Okay, make sure to join us next week as we reveal a ridiculously powerful strategy in a podcast we're calling Speak It Out. Until then, have an amazing week and we'll see you next Tuesday for another moving episode of the Pure Worship Podcast.